you're so lucky because you've essentially hung out with children's book authors. But this movie. Maybe that's why I'm making the film because I just really want to hang out with children's books authors and those <laughs> The coolest people on earth. Hola. Hello. Bienvenidos a Entero. A podcast about waiting bilingual children. I do like to read with my mama. That was director Joanna Rudnick. Her latest project, Story and Pictures By, is a feature-length documentary that explores how children's picture books can foster literacy and spark creativity. The documentary also addresses how books are prime examples of inclusion, both in content and authorship, and it examines this through three contemporary writer-illustrators, Judy Morales, Mac Barnett, and Christian Robinson. It's no secret that we're big fans of this genre at Entre Dos, so let's jump into our conversation. I myself am a parent. I have two children, seven and eight years old, and I've spent the last eight years reading children's picture books to my children. And I realized that so much of their worldview is coming from these books and that, you know, in so many ways, children don't have a lot of agency over their own lives. There's rules being made by adults all the time about how they need to live. And children's picture books are one place where they do have a lot of agencies and rules can be broken a little bit. And it's also a place where they are trying to figure out and make sense of the world. And if they're lucky, usually with an adult nearby that's there to help navigate that with them. And it's this great place of really deep conversation and exploration between adults and children with a shared art form that is both visual and literary. So I fell in love with the possibility and the place of children's picture books and really kind of felt like they were a little bit underrated or underappreciated in our society. That's absolutely true. You know, as a parent, you want to find sort of children's literature that that will eventually turn them into readers, right? And it seems like illustrated books are, which those are the ones that are meant for younger kids, are really, that's, those are, the, they're sort of the gateway to this. And it seems like they're not really taken very seriously in the literary space. Absolutely. And I, and I think when you look at what a picture book does, it, it, it's operating on so many levels. You're not only helping a child um, learn literacy, learning to read or learning to auditory to, to hear these words, but there's also a visual literacy component to it as well as an emotional literacy component to it. So really, they're operating on so many levels. The words are telling you one story and then the pictures are really telling you another story. And then there's the theater of reading them between an adult and a child, which is a whole other level to that interaction. So when I think about that and that active participation that happens when you read a picture book, I don't really feel like there's anything quite like that um, in our society that I can think about. I agree. There's there's a lot to to picture books. And I, you know, I was before we we came on to the interview, I was telling Monica that there's also this, I don't want to call it a misconception, but many people are like, oh, picture books are for children, but they are so great for adults too. <laughs> 
Absolutely. I think another component of the the picture book is that there is it does um, instill memories. You know, there are we all, we all have favorite picture books from our own um, childhood. Hopefully, if we were lucky enough to be exposed to them, and then there's a joy of sharing that picture book um, with your own child. I think to your point about misconceptions too. You know, I think that a lot of people think that they're easy to write. You know, so many people want to write picture books, but a really good picture book, even though it, it might be, you know, fewer words, is really hard to write. I think children are discerning audience. If if they don't, if you don't have them right away, you can see that. You can see that they turn off and they get bored. So I, I don't think... I think I think it's difficult to write a really great picture book and that's been one of the joys of making this film is that I've really learned that that it's not easy to write for children in fact. No, it, it is it's it is not easy and and you know I I, I was reading an essay the other day um that said that you know it quoted authors like Tolkien and E.B. White and and Maurice Sendak saying that there's no such thing as writing for children. You you just write a book and children happen to like it, right? <laughs> and and I I you know, we were wondering how did you come about the authors that you profiled in this film? I think it's a good question because there's so yeah, there's just so many wonderful illustrators and authors of children's books out there, we're lucky. And we're living at a time where I really think we're in what could be thought of as a golden age or a second golden age of picture books, where we're really trying to move the needle on more diverse makers of children's picture books, more diverse protagonists in children's picture books, and uh, more diverse experiences reflected in children's picture books. And that does include language and culture. And, you know, that's really in across the board in terms of race and ethnicity and language and ability and neuroability um, and experience in terms of socioeconomic class. I think we're really trying to, and what's acceptable to write about for children. I think we're trying to break a lot of those boundaries right now. And when I, um, I had a lot of conversations at the beginning of making the film, and what I didn't want it to be was a historical film about children's literature and the great time of children's literature as if it's not happening now and it's all happening in the past. So I wanted to make a film that takes place in the present um, and really talks you know, about this this period of time and looks at and, and follows children's book makers who are in some ways, really changing and transforming the art form and pushing the art form forward. And that led me to Juju Morales, Christian Robinson, and Mac Barnett. And through the three of them, I felt that I was able to show a changing art form and, and able to get at the components of what makes a picture book so special through the three of their stories and through their personal missions and, and what they bring to picture book making. Yeah, I, I mean, we we are big fans of all three authors, and and you know when we imagine children's books authors as you know, as people, right, and how they go about their lives, we think that they must think about childhood a lot, right? You know, and and how important is that perspective that perspective is of what it feels like to be a child today when you're writing books for children is. Is that something that you found, you know, when you were profiling these these authors? 
Yeah, it's a really good. I asked Mac Barnett that question and he said, you know, it's not that I'm a kid. I'm not a kid. I'm obviously an adult, but I remember childhood really, really well. And I thought that was a great way to sort of encompass what he brings to it. I think his particular um, kind of, you know, being a little bit of a prankster and kind of he wants to push those boundaries a little bit for for kids and not wrap everything up neatly and maybe think a little bit more about what, you know, what a child might find really interesting or how storytelling really um, at its core evolved. So I think that's what makes his books particularly delightful. And I've just watched children. They really gravitate towards his um, storytelling because I think he gets that. And then, um, but I do think, um, you know, with Christian and Juji, they're they're all, and Mac, they're all thinking about childhood very deeply. And one thing that I find with all of them is they do not want to talk down to children. That is so, their intention is to make sure that they are respecting children in all of their capacity. And really speaking to them at the level that they feel like that they can understand with stories that um, can work with them. And that's something that I think is probably pretty universal across people who want to make art for children is that they themselves understand that childhood is an experimental time and that they themselves have a curiosity, a natural curiosity that allows them to enter into that world, even as an adult or despite being an adult, I should say. (laughs) <laughs> yes, that 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 that's that's great because you know a lot of what we see today um coming out it, it comes out in the context or sort of this frame that's kind of either you know didactic or moralistic that seems to be sort of like the 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 trends now and and I think it's it's really great and and there's a space for that that's fine but I think that that a lot of that has to do with what adults think children need and and I think that it's important for authors to think about the child reader right to write something that will connect directly with them yeah, like I mean, I think is it more fun for the child sometimes when maybe the heroine doesn't get the prize at the end rather and it's sort of like not a clean ending, you know, and I've really learned a lot of that from watching Mac Barnett to be quite honest, you know, and 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 Christian and Judy or or whether or not or it's a sort of a moral at the end, that's why you should always do X. I mean, they're told every day that they should always do X. Do they want that? always, I should say, in their, in their art, really, you know, in their stories. Um, probably not, you know, and I think one of the things that I found fascinating when I started making the film is that there's no focus groups. You know, I think I started to talk to publishers at the beginning thinking like, how do you know actually what a child is going to like? How do you put out a book and know, oh yeah, this is, children are really going to love this book. I mean, children don't even purchase these books themselves or get they can get them from the library when they get older but it's usually an adult who's purchasing this book on behalf of them um, if they're not picking it off of a, of a library shelf so I think you know that that's an interesting question that sort of comes to mind is is there's so many adult gatekeepers before a child can really even get a book so how do you kind of get through all of that to get children the type of um, stories that they really want? And, and and relate to. That's so interesting. How wh- what did you uh, learn from those publishers? I mean, do they? Is it just based on the editor's choice or what they think might work? 
what they think parents might like or yeah, I think a lot of them have been doing it for a really long time. And I think like um, the authors and illustrators, they have a really good sense of childhood. Um, and um, there's experimentation in that. And hopefully that's what um, the really great um, publishing houses and editors, and there are so many in this world, are focusing on rather than let's just do a copycat book of X because that book sold really well. You know, it is a business, of course. But um, I think that that, um, I think there's a lot of people who are really, you know, wanting to be experimental, wanting to make books you can turn upside down, wanting to make books that are that are enjoyable um, to kids. And then I think, as you said earlier, sometimes those same books are really also enjoyable to adults. And that's such a fun experience as a parent. I'm sure we've all had when you really love a story and your child picks up that story and wants to read it. And, you know, it's not always like that, but that's such a fun moment when you're right there with them enjoying it just as much as they are. That, yeah, that really is the best feeling. And there's, and there's such a small amount of time they're going to let you into that space with them, right? I mean, I think that's what I treasure too. And, you know, I mean, I think that, you know, it's, it's important to point out, and this is certainly something that's on my mind, is that not all children are having this experience and, it is so important that for literacy, for how well they do in life, for everything we're talking about, identity, that um, adults do read to children and that we make sure these books, which can be very expensive, are accessible to all children out there, um, which is something that I'm really interested in. How can I, how can I do something with the film that is part of those campaigns and, and, you know, and brings out the importance of the literacy components of this? One of the things that uh, you mention on the on the website is that there this is kind of a golden age for for storybooks uh, for sorry for picture books, and these authors, like you've said, are pushing stories that are more diverse in terms of race and and gender and ethnicity because you know children's literature isn't very diverse. Um, um, but so, can you talk a little bit about that state of children's book in the U.S. right now and how the movie portrays it and what you found along the way. Sure. And, you know, and I think you're, you're making a good point just to start off with. I mean, the, the statistics have been really dismal and we still have a tremendous way to go. When you look at um, both makers of picture books and protagonists in picture books, we still live in mainly um, a very, uh, you know, white establishment world in picture books and what many people consider to be, um, one of the the last golden ages, um, you know, was basically very reflective of that world. I think um, where the tide is beginning to change is that you do have a lot of people within librarians and publishing houses and editors and makers who really want to change that. And we are following some of those people in the film. Um, and I think that is Christian Robinson especially talks really openly about how the books and movies of his childhood did not reflect his experience, did not reflect his experience growing up African-American in Los Angeles, um, being raised by his grandma, living in a really crowded apartment, not in a, you know, a big house on a suburban street, and that he really wants to make sure that all of those experiences and all children see themselves in a book. Because, you know, in a lot of ways, when you think about it, if you don't see yourself or your language or your culture or your situation, 
which could be a sick parent or a parent um, who is not accessible to you, or it could be um, being raised by um, two parents of the same gender, or however it is, um, you can think something's wrong with you. And I think that is really what the world of the past looked like. And you're perpetuating a picture of this country that's not really this country. You know, when you think about like more than 12% of kids in this country are bilingual. So if you have books that are not translated into Spanish um, and are not available or not representing um, Latinx culture, in a lot of ways, you're not representing this country. And so I think the shift is happening. I've seen really beautiful books that are not only biopics. I think, you know, the beginning of this is a lot of cultural historical book. We started in a lot of ways with the biopic, and that was the history of Martin Luther King or Cesar Chavez. But it wasn't just, um, it wasn't that a child who um, was African-American could just see themselves as a protagonist. It had to be a biopic. And I think that's what's changing is that now the protagonist of a, of a book could can be from any culture, can be struggling with gender identity, can be from any socioeconomic background, can speak any language. Um, and I think that's really where um, the change is happening that we want to see. This is where, this is the future that we want to see, where it's standard and it's normal. And what the library of picture books that we have are more of a reflection of the country that we have in all of its diversity. And that's what makes childhood so beautiful. And that's not only beneficial to the children themselves to be able to see themselves reflected in those books and to see their life experiences, but it's beneficial for every single child in this country to understand what this country is and to get a, a more broader worldview of of what makes America really a beautiful country is that diversity. Absolutely. And I don't want to, you know, certainly um, I don't, I, I cannot overstate enough that we are not there and that the numbers are st still dismal. I just see some growth in that direction. And I really think, um, you know, being totally transparent at a time when there is so much divisiveness in this country and there's, and the rhetoric is so heated and there's a, a real divide between us and them that having children's books that really truly def reflect and celebrate other culture cultures and um, all types of children are in a lot of ways what's going to shape the next worldview of the next generation of citizens and voters and truly what's hopefully going to bring us to a more harmonious and reflective time and less of a politically um, less of a politically charged time and less of a divisive time. And, and, you know, I have a lot of hope in, in children and a lot, of, a lot of hope in that what they're exposed to when they're really young impacts their worldview and how they grow up. And that's really what builds empathy. And I think that's another reason that really drew me to the film is that I was listening to the rhetoric on the news. My children are truly are exposed to that. They're they're really concerned about the border wall. They're concerned about anti-immigrant rhetoric in this country. They're concerned about school shootings. They're concerned about the climate. And they have the weight of the world on their shoulders in a lot of ways. Um, and very little opportunity to really work all of that out. They they don't vote. We talk about that in the film. They don't participate. And I think that that, um, you know, it, it, they don't really have a voice in that way. Um, and I think that, to me, I started to think about the fact of what they're really exposed to 
in their literature and how they can make sense and how they can also be exposed to counter narratives when the rhetoric um, in a lot of ways is toxic and frightening. And not only the rhetoric, um, the situation we find ourselves in right now, you know, and I think that um, brought, there was something hopeful to me in picture books and um, in this idea that I, the, the types of books that I saw them bringing home uh, had subjects that I had never seen in a picture before book before, you know, had children who are um, dressing as a different gender and who are exposing that to grandparents and who are, um, you know, celebrating other cultures um, in a respectful way. And I think that um, that gives me hope. It gives me hope. Extending sort of that spirit of of our democracy to children is essential. And books are really just the perfect sort of vessel for that, right? Because they're so accessible. Uh, and and that is um, something that we should definitely continue to explore. Because, yes, it, you, you have a really strong point that there that children don't really have a lot of sort of power. Or they're not empowered in their in their ability to be able to sort of have, you know, a, um, a choice in what's happening in their environment, right? And you think about the children that you know are are at the border right now. You know, this is what's happening to them, and you know, it, it is. It's I, I read to my daughter books um, that Gigi Morales has written, particularly her latest, Soñadores, Dreamers, which is beautiful. I've read to her books that Jorge Argueta, which kind of addresses the si similar themes, you know, about you know, what's happening because I live in Miami and this is something that's happening here too. And, and it has helped us so much to open up these conversations because I feel like sometimes I don't have the tools <laughs> to really sit down and understand. So the books sort of help us open up the conversation in a way that's child friendly. Great. I mean, I'm glad you brought up Gigi Morales. I was, I was going to bring her up at the, at the same moment. She sparked, um, and I was very attracted to um, Gigi's story of creating Dreamer Sonia Doris and her desire to you know make to decide to share her own immigrant experience of coming to the United States with her own son and that really about how she learned language and and fell in love with picture book making was through the was through the public library uh, but it was also a celebration I think she says and she says in the film she was sort of taught that she came to the United States with nothing. But in reality, that wasn't true. She came carrying her son, which is the most precious thing she had, but she came bringing her culture. And on every page of that book, there's all of these beautiful um, illustrations of Mexican culture and of her heritage and of her childhood. And then there's also this beautiful monarch butterfly and all these other migratory mm. animals that live between the two countries. And I think that is... Uh, was really important for Juji to have. And to me, that's what I consider a counter narrative in many ways to this rhetoric that immigrants come with nothing, that they're, 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 they're horrible things that are on the news that the, the president of the United States has accused immigrants of bringing to this, to this country or taking from this country. Um, and it's a complete counter narrative. And I think that's just so incredibly important. And that that book is shared on both sides of the border. Um, is also incredibly important. And her new book, which we've been 
able and fortunate enough to help to to be there at the beginning and to to document is a, a story about uh, wildlife who live between both countries. And um, a, the idea of a border wall is completely antithetical to their very existence where they need to travel to find water and other resources and prey um, between the two countries. And a border wall threatens their very existence, um, some of them who um, are quite rare. And I think Juji very ingeniously is trying to figure out how do I help this generation of children make sense of this rhetoric in a way that's accessible to them. And she's doing such a beautiful job at that. And I think really feels that's part of her um, responsibility in a way uh, in entering children's lives. And, and we're lucky. We're so lucky to have her. That sounds like a wonderful story. And, a, and a, like you said, an ingenious way of exposing children to this idea um and yes her her book dreamers is, is beautiful and i love that that it's in both languages and and so forth so you're you're following in the movie you're following her and i believe the other authors as well as they create new books is that correct um so yeah i mean i think that we're trying to answer some of the questions of like how is a picture book made what's the relationship between an author and an illustrator can you tell us a little bit about where you're at right now in the Kickstarter campaign that you have going. Yes, yes. Thank you for asking about that. Um, so <laughs> there's not a lot of uh, funding for documentaries, so it's, it's sort of difficult. And this is a labor of love. I launched a Kickstarter to help us raise money for production. We're about halfway through production, and we need to raise funds to continue to follow the stories of Mac and Christian and Juji as they create new picture books um, and as they continue to develop um, you know, within their own lives um, and to deepen their experiences um, of creating new picture books and um and Christian is is launching into a very personal picture book we want to follow. And um, Juji, of course, I talked about her book at the border. And and Mac, I think, is a really a historian, historian of the art form. And we hope to be able to learn some of the history of picture books in order to understand where we are today uh, through um, going kind of on a little bit of a road trip with Mac. So we're trying to raise uh, funds right now so that we can continue production. Um, and then we also, of course, want to look into animating um, the film and to bring the picture book to life through animation. So we're looking for supporters to, uh, we've got really great, you know, gifts we're giving away. And we're looking really for people to come along this journey for us and to join our community and to be a part of our community by joining our Kickstarter. Uh, well, thank you so much, Joanna. I like this. It was a wonderful to talk to you. We're very excited about the documentary and watching it when it comes out and following it along where like Monica said at the beginning we're both huge fans of picture books and and um we love what you're doing it's it's important and I think other people will find especially our listeners will find the same <laughs> well thank you Monica and Paula and thank you please let's let's stay in touch and thank you for what you're doing um and for really trying to make sure that we have, um, you know, bilingual books out there and that a lot of great stories are translated. So I appreciate your work and I will make sure that the film itself is translated into Spanish. So I just want to say that. 
Thank you, Joanna, for giving us a glimpse into Story and Pictures by. The documentary only has a few more days left in their Kickstarter campaign. We'll make sure to post a link to it in our show notes. As always, thank you so much for listening. Let's keep this book talk going in our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Entre Dos Podcast. If you haven't yet, please rate and review us. It helps us spread the word about Entre Dos. Hasta la próxima. Nos vemos. Thank you.